get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Clips, the original comedy soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcasting, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saluton, estas me, Tyson Saner. Welcome to this early October edition of Succotash, the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. Yellow, brown, and orange are the colors associated with this time of year. Colors that are reflected in the corn, bacon, and carrots that are often core components of the dish known as Succotash, for which this program is named. Without Succotash, this show might have been called something very different. Perhaps Hodgepodge, Mrs. Murphy's Chowder, Everything Stew, uh, I'm sorry, I've just been informed that the core components for a succotash consists of sweet corn, okay, I got that one correct, with lima beans, which are neither brown nor orange. I'm also being informed that tomatoes, green or sweet red peppers, and okra might be other ingredients in a succotash. Carrots aren't listed on Wikipedia, although there is a photograph that shows a succotash with carrots, and one with some kidney beans, but no detectable bacon. Huh. Oh, but apparently, according to Wikipedia, quote, in some parts of the American South, any mixture of vegetables prepared with lima beans and topped with lard or butter is called succotash. Hmm. I could see where the bacon would stand in for one's non-vegan additional fat-slash-flavor component. At any rate, without succotash, the show would just be called the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. Except, no, that's not entirely accurate either. Without the creation of this soundcast by former host, now executive producer Mark Hershon, in collaboration with Joe Paulino, Bill Haywatt, and Scott Carvey, there wouldn't be a Succotash the Comedy Soundcast soundcast, and I wouldn't be talking to you about it right now. There might not even be the term soundcast, which was coined by former host, now executive producer Mark Hershon. It's hard to imagine. It's nearly as hard to imagine as it is, for me at least, to imagine a Succotash without bacon. Ah, bacon. Anyway, the show has a fresh selection of ingredients... Featured clips include snippets of audio from Adult Shit, Jeremiah Wonders, Blank Check with Griffin and David, Jordan Jesse Go, You're Making It Worse, and Womp It Up. In addition to clips, we've got a single burst of Durst from Raging Moderate Will Durst, a seasonal selection of advertisements from Henderson's Pants, and selected reading from TrumPoetry.com. By the way, if you Google Succotash recipe, first of all, congratulations on being able to spell both those words. Recipe is one that always gives me trouble. And second of all, many of them seem to include bacon, so that might explain my idea of what Succotash is supposed to contain. Through a sort of digital morphic resonance, I suppose. Let's get this show underway. Before we get to the clippage, leading the charge tonight is the single burst of durst we've received from raging moderate Will Durst. This one is called The Bobsled Run, from October 5th, 2018, in which our intrepid correspondent once again emerges victorious by chronicling madness and remaining sane. Hey guys, Will Durst here with a few choice words about Brett Kavanaugh's pathway to the Supreme Court. It has proved to be more circuitous than a drunken snake on a bobsled run. Highlighted by that contentious hearing where the nominee ranted and raved and cried and sneered and claimed to like beer. Far from his self-betrayal as a sober, non-partial umpire, Brett Kavanaugh demonstrated the temperament of a bratty fifth grader who got caught in a lie and then tried to bluff his way through using overwrought indignation. Methinks the lady doth protest too much. Arizona Republican Jeff Flake struck a deal with the rest of his Senate Judiciary Committee for an abbreviated FBI investigation into the allegations before the full Senate voted on confirmation with an emphasis on the abbreviated. The White House purportedly limited the scope of the investigation, prompting Democrats to call the inquiry a travesty of a mockery of a sham, and Republicans to call Democrats predictable. According to various insiders, the FBI neglected to interview Brett Kavanaugh or his accuser, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, which is akin to neither interviewing the driver nor the victim of a hit-and-run. The list of potential witnesses the FBI did meet with allegedly includes Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Alex Jones, and Kanye West. 
The report has been finished and submitted, but to say they are making it hard to read is like saying that active lava makes a substandard base for a nice Hawaiian punch. All 100 senators, in one-hour increments, have to share a single physical report, which is probably little more than a third-copy Xerox of a smudged mimeograph. It can only be read in a darkened room with the drapes pulled in eight-point type printed in yellow and translated into Egyptian hieroglyphics. Outside of that, available to all, but not you or me. For Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, I'm Will Durst. You can go to willdurst.com for his Will Durst journal and for comedy for people who read or know someone who does. You can also find him on Facebook under Will Durst and reach him on Twitter at Will Durst at W-I-L-L-D-U-R-S-T. All right, leading the pack in clips tonight, Adult Shit by Kelsey Dara and Kate Peterman. Its description reads, BuzzFeed's Kelsey Dara and Kate Peterman give their unfiltered take on life as they know it. From diva cup maintenance to maybe not going home with that guy even though he's got a whole Eminem 8 Mile vibe. And then in parentheses says, quote, wait, are you into that shit? Unquote. They hope you can, if not learn from their mistakes, at least laugh at them. The podcast where they fuck up so you don't have to. This clip is from the episode from February 22nd, 2018 called Hannah Hart Talks Mental Health. The episode description reads, This week, Kate and Kelsey sit down with America's sweetheart, Hannah Hart, to talk about, drumroll, mental health. Are you surprised? That's so out of the blue for us, right? Anywho, you don't want to miss this one. Hannah's a freaking genius with the best insight, and we freaking love her. This clip features a bit of talk about different types of meditation. I like what you said, though, about the different styles of meditation, because we've done a ton of videos about it at BuzzFeed with, like, people try this meditating or this kind of healing or this kind of whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's all just all of us trying to calm our brains. But my therapist told me something wonderful once. He was like, your form of meditation is going to the movies. I go to the movies by myself every Sunday, or I watch a movie by myself. I like, that's my alone time. That's my recharging time. And it's the time where my mind feels most at peace Mm. and i think as long as you're not like you know doing coke to achieve that same feeling meditation can really be anything Anything. yeah Yeah. chopping wood washing dishes (laughs) chopping wood chopping wood damn it are you guys (laughs) are you guys saying the best videos about that you do chop wood you chop wood i like to chop wood sorry if when i go camping not like at my house camping form of meditation i think it can be i think it can be (laughs) well i like you know uh in and when we were talking about uh, one of the other themes of Analyze This is that my friend Hannah's like, I don't know, man. Isn't it kind of scary to even think you could be at peace or you could even think you could mm. be happy? She's like, wow, I like my like ups and she's like, I like my ups and downs. <laughs> but like, you know, I like myself. I like my ups mm-hmm. and downs. I like my drama. I like this is my emotional experience of life. And it's not that you get so good at meditating that you become a monk. It's no. not that you're like, hello, mm-hmm. everyone. Right. Good <laughs> yeah. to see you again. Yes, I am unfazed <laughs> by this yeah. as well. It's more like it gives you the access to the clear blue sky of your mind whenever you need it. So the more you practice meditation, so if you picture your mind like like the sky, sometimes it's cloudy, sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's stormy, sometimes there's a couple clouds in the sky. It's the ability to go above those clouds when you need to. Like if you're driving to a job interview and you're super nervous, mm. being able to breathe and kind of give yourself that space, yeah. that's the access point. And that's, that's yeah. it's and really that's it. just yeah. like having time to yourself as well. Like we, we're so bombarded with technology and stories and fucking, what are those little goddamn alerts that come down on my phone every Notif- 20 minutes? Notifications? Yes, those <laughs> notifications from like, even BuzzFeed News be sending out so many notifications. That I'm like, pretty sure I turned it off, but I keep getting it. I get, every so often it's like <laughs> this is take you should probably know if yeah. you're going to be a part of this. Um, I wanted to ask have it, does your host also identify as having mental illness or mental yeah. health? Crisis. Everyone has mental health. I think everyone has. <laughs> we all have minds. Well, some people don't like to call it an illness. I totally understand that. Right. So I think, like, just talking about mental I, health, I feel like. I like to say, um, well, like, so Hannah has uh, chronic depression, as I do as well. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting, the word mental illness. We like to say, like, um, works with their mental health. They're, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, tries to improve mental health. Or Is blah, a blah, part blah. of you. Yeah, yeah. Not all of you. You know, it sounds like it's not, it's like... 
it sounds so intense mm-hmm. to yeah. say mentally ill. Yeah, because right? you get you automatically get a picture in your head of what that looks like. Also, it's the implication that it's a disease with a cure, but it's mm. not. It's a state of being. So, Ugh. like, you're predisposed to depression. Yeah. You're not ill. You're not sick. We you're not talk about that all the time. Looking for a cure. Yeah. You're. This is like okay, cool. So if I'm always going to be at a negative five, yeah, I have to figure out how to bring my negative five up to zero so yeah. I can be par. Yeah, it's almost like it's like you just. It, it's your perspective too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. your perspective is just like, oh, I sorry. Every time I see that, I think this, and that's just a thing that I that I think, mm-hmm. and I have to just identify no. it. Yeah. I was thinking about that a lot this morning. Is that every time I do something that I that I'm like a little embarrassed about, or I find out a truth about myself, it's usually I try as hard as possible to push it away or yeah. change it so that it doesn't. So that I don't have any like controversial part of me. Like yeah. it has to be mm-hmm. undeniably. Mm-hmm. favorable you mm. know what I mean so it's really hard to like push that stuff o- to away and try to change and then I thought about it this morning and I was like that is uh it will never happen yeah you'll never change these parts of you it yeah. just comes to like uh working with them mm-hmm. and knowing how to work with them and yeah like, I, I think that's a really yeah. really good point because you know as I discuss in uh buffering on share tales of a life yeah a book so good Kate couldn't read it she had to stop <laughs> Read it. Wait. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's triggering. Yeah. Well, no, it, it is. You yeah, will fucking intense, deep. I think when book. people are expecting you but to book. What, it in the chapter where I discover, or in the chapter where I discuss uh, living with depression, the metaphor that I like to kind of think of it as is once you identify your demon, it's not about outrunning it and mm. it's not about defeating it. Mm. It's about learning to walk alongside it. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, buddy. You're here. Yeah. You're here today. Oh, you're big today. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. You can reach Kelsey Dura on Twitter at K-E-L-S-E-Y-D-A-R-R-A-G-H. You can reach Kate Peterman at K-A-T-E-P-E-T-E-R-M-A-N. You can reach the show at Adult Shit with the numeral one substituting for the letter I. That is A-D-U-L-T-S-H-1-T. And BuzzFeed can be reached at BuzzFeed. B-U-Z-Z-F-E-E-D. You can find the show on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. And its main site, as linked by iTunes, is on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com forward slash A-D-U-L-T-S-H-1-T. Second up, Jeremiah Wonders by Jeremiah Wonders. Its description is pretty simple. It says, Jeremiah Wonders is a weekly podcast where Jeremiah Watkins interviews guests with some of his favorite original characters and impressions. You never know who's going to call in. Listeners of podcasts and fans of comedy might recognize Jeremiah Watkins from his involvement in the comedy soundcast Kill Tony, which was featured in episode 176 of Suckatash. This clip is from episode 34 with Brody Stevens from August 27th, 2018, and it consists of some between-the-bits discussion following an improvisational phone call with, quote, Larry Bird, unquote. All right, we're going to we're gonna let Larry Bird go. Um, uh, thanks for calling in, Larry. You got it. See you later, Larry. It sounds like you guys are very much on the same page. Did you used to work at uh, Bird's? Did you help with the startup or anything, Brody? You guys almost... It's almost like you guys had similar... I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I'm going crazy. I, th- I could have sworn for a second that you guys had... Almost similar to the way you talked, even in like cadence, even it's catching on. I don't know what it is. It's just you know you put good energy out there, Brody, it, and I think that people really absorb it and they take it. And sometimes they they take uh, you know what the, you give them and they put their own spin on it and they use it in their life. And you saw it happen right there through technology, calling in, feeling my energy, Larry Bird connecting with Brody. Is I'm adjusting the mic here. Okay. I'll let you adjust now, it. How'd the mic get lower? What do I do to oh, raise it? here. Just. Now, now the bit. <laughs> pull out. Let me, let me say one thing. Let this me say one thing. I, I felt that. I could have changed my voice maybe on it, right? Uh-huh. But I thought there's some funniness happening. What's going on? Are you moving around? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just doing a bit for me at this point. Jeremiah's doing a bit for I'm himself. Doing, I was doing a video bit where uh, Brody was unaware that I was continuing to move the, <laughs> the mic away from Why? Well, sense that. It's, and then he kept uh, going after it. And it, it I was decent with you know. that bit. I was... Uh, you know what? I enjoyed it. I mean, Larry Bird it. is... I enjoyed it. I mean, I would edit it down maybe. I don't know. There's some, some definite highlights. Oh, no. Definite highlights. From that, it's not my character strength, but maybe it is. But if I think about it too much, that's my thing. It's like I'm funny when I'm alone. I'm funny when there's no stakes involved. I'm funny 
when you least expect it. That's why I'm good at audience warm-up. That's why I'm good at doing the late spot. You go, oh, who's the audience warm-up guy? Oh, well, he actually does a pretty good job. And then if you throw in a couple jokes or maybe something funny, then that, that's even better. Right. And then same thing with like, you know, you're doing the comedy show. Oh, this guy's late at night. You know, nobody cares. And then you end up, oh, nobody cares? Watch this. And I'm going to live stream it. Yes! Do you find that whenever you live stream sets that it gives you more incentive to crush harder? Or are you just so used to streaming sets at this point where you're just like, it's another one that I'm just going to throw up there? Because you're one of the few comedians that will periscope a 45-minute to an hour set and put it straight online. Not many comedians are comfortable enough doing that. Well, they're not probably not... It's dumb. It's a, It's not a smart thing. I wouldn't call it smart, but also I'm not giving away too many jokes on that. And the jokes that I am giving away are like we've heard them. And at the end of the day, not a not so many people are going to see it. What, a, however many people. But my theory behind the uh, doing the live streaming, whether it be on like Instagram Live or you know on I do Periscope. I guess you could do Facebook Live too. Is uh, yeah, not to bomb. My goal is. You, you, I because there's I have a safe word. If I'm doing bad, there's a safe word like to stop this. Scope. Oh, really? Well, unless I put it up on the on the ledge and then it's just on its own. Like it's I that that's a scary one. When you like in the original room, I've done this a couple times. Like to take the the phone on Instagram Live and put it up on a ledge, as opposed to having like one of the door guys who want to hold, hold it, it or, or a friend who wants to hold. Let me hold it. They like to hold it sometimes. Yeah. But you put it up there, then it's going bad. You're like stuck, and mm-hmm. they can get out there. But that doesn't happen, and luckily it hasn't really happened. Um, I put it on, and it's uh, more about if I do it, it's just more fun. I'm sharing. It's like I know yeah. I know people like it. They like seeing the live. Yeah, well, you're being you're always very present, which I have always enjoyed. I've uh, I've uh, for years I've watched Brody sets. Uh, he he closes out the main room on Saturday nights usually at the comedy store, and uh, if you haven't seen him live do a a longer set i like your 15 minute sets but you get the full brody experience whenever you see those 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 those, uh headlining sets closing out the main room you know yeah i'm not rushed and you you see him play and that's what i I always like to see comedians play because i I love everybody's writing process but like whenever i i get to see like their essence of like when everything's stripped away, that's when I'm like, that's the that's the guy or girl that I want to watch right now. Well, yeah, yeah, I like to definitely like play around. It's always more fun to play in that spot, and you know, it's you got to get laughs. Playing is one thing, but we're you know, it's like we got an audience. You want to make sure the audience is in on it too, but because you can play, it can be fun. Just the comedians too, but it's a, that's a thing. Like when you're playing, the, hopefully the comedians know when you guys are, when you're good and you know each other, you like let the crowd enjoy it also. Right. Right. You know, it's not just like too, it's not too inside. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're not only playing to the very back of the room. You'd find Jeremiah Watkins on Twitter at Jeremiah standup, J E R E M I A H S T A N D U P. Brody Stevens at Brody is me friend. That is B-R-O-D-Y-I-S-M-E-F-R-I-E-N-D. I learned how to spell friend from Mr. Rogers. And you can email the show at jeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. It's available for download or listening at iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and Podbay. And its main site, as linked on iTunes, is SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com forward slash jeremiahwonders. J-E-R-E-M-I-A-W-O-N-D-E-R-S. And in the number three position tonight, it's Blank Check with Griffin and David by Audio Boom. Its description reads, Not just another bad movie podcast. Blank Check reviews directors' complete filmographies episode to episode. Specifically, the auteurs whose early successes afforded them the rare Blank Check from Hollywood to produce passion projects. Each new miniseries, hosts Griffin Newman and David Sims, delve into the works of film's most outsized personalities in painstakingly hilarious detail. The clip is from an episode called Running Scared with Paul Shear from March 11th, 2018, and its description reads, This week is with special guest Paul Shear, and in parentheses, How Did This Get Made podcast, close parentheses, who picked a favorite film from his youth, 1986's underrated buddy cop movie, Running Scared. 
But should more films have an extended middle act where the main characters just go on vacation? Where does this Joey Pants fall in the pantheon of pants? How weirdly hot is Billy Crystal in this film? Together, they discuss Dan Hedaya's back and chest hair, director Peter Hyam's relationship with actors, and Paul's passion for this film. How did you discover this movie? I would imagine this is how it came in. Um, my dad was a great conduit of all things cool for me, and um, I loved Saturday Night Live. I had the Billy Crystal comedy album called You Look Marvelous. Uh, oh, wow. I, should, I, okay. should, I should say it the way that Fernando would say it. These all are references that are just flying over, I'm sure, like <laughs> 95% of your listeners. Uh, had, but uh, it's a Billy Crystal, this like comedy album and and uh, I love this, you know, I love Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal was to me what comedy was. So uh, in my dad's like truest fashion, I think he saw that this was a movie, a comedy that had relatively little violence uh, and no, and and one scene of nudity that he could cut out because my dad had like two VHS players, so he would like give me movies like Armed and Dangerous with like Eugene Levy and John Candy and cut out like any potential boobs and like Beverly. He Hills would make Cop. home edits. That's he would amazing. make home edits. That's incredible. He would, yeah. So when I saw Beverly Hills Cop one and two later on, I was like, oh wow, these are edited scenes because he cut out like the whole beginning. Of uh, you know Axel Foley's friend getting killed, and he's like that was too violent and getting like shot in the back of the head. I didn't yeah. see either of the strip club scenes, so like I had a wow. whole a whole uh, world open to me uh, after my dad's home edit. So I believe that that's how I got this movie, and it was on VHS. I watched it a ton, and I did this thing that I've talked about on my podcast before, but. Uh, where I would record movies on like a tape, a ta- like a recorder, like a tape deck thing. And I would listen to movies. And that, I would say, you know, we talked about in the beginning, like, have you, uh, how many times have you watched this movie? Yes, I've watched this movie a lot. I've listened to it probably the most out of any movie. Because I remember, you know, having the, the tape. I had the whole movie on tape. And, you know, listening, I, I, I have visceral images of us uh, my class driving to Washington D.C. on a field trip, sitting in the back of the bus, listening to Running Scared. I, I, I remember it so clearly. Now I was like a big uh, soundtrack kid growing up. Mm. You know, I, I would have like Me a too. CD wallet f- full of movie soundtracks, sure. and I would keep the little booklet in there. Did you like soundtracks or scores or both? Both. Okay. Yeah. Both. Okay. Right. But but I would like to have the booklet, and when I was listening to the soundtrack, look through it and try to find a photo that, even if it wasn't that scene particular, was evocative because oh. I wanted to sort of replay the scenes in my head. Oh, now, absolutely. when you were listening to to Running Scared, mm-hmm. especially during the sections where there aren't dialogue, yeah, yeah, you're just hearing a car trying... on the L, yeah. right, right, or or like the vacation montage, which yeah. is you know, well, right. What I was going to ask, how does the montage play on tape? Right, are, are well, by you the way, in your head great... reconstructing the images? By the way, it's a great song. So it was, it was <laughs> yeah, a pleasure. It, it was almost like a musical interlude. Um, uh, I was – I'm trying to think of how I did it. I, You know, I believe that I just – I would just be um, – I guess the way that you would listen to a book on tape. You know, like creating the images. I knew it. I knew the movie so well. I, I could just kind of sit back and, and kind of uh, – let it take me for a journey. You know, these guys are great actors. And by the way, you take away the images, it's, the movie still holds up. <laughs> yeah. They just they have such a good uh, rapport in this. And the thing you said, which I really like, that jumped out to me immediately is I feel like when you get to this era where, like, Hollywood is, is buddy cop crazy, right? Yeah. This is, like, their whole thing that they're trying to do. It's, like, a pretty economic, very viable genre and just becomes, like, who are two mismatched guys that you can put together? I feel like you get a lot of guys, especially when they're dudes like Hines or Crystal. Because usually these movies will have one guy who makes sense in this type of movie, one guy who doesn't. Right. And this movie has two guys who feel like (laughs) odd choices for this type of movie. Bizarre. And very often – right. Very often the Belushi of the film, right? The Jim Belushi of the film will try his hardest to prove that he's not the the odd thumb. Right. Right? He'll be like the tough, serious guy. He'll do like a Clint Eastwood impression. He'll try to do his best, you know, Gene Hackman or whatever to hold his own. And I like in this movie these two guys aren't doing the sort of obvious big swinging dick – depiction of cop masculinity they're kind of just playing their own types sure and just being okay cops i actually recorded a film uh to listen to later but it wasn't for the dialogue it was for the music uh it was the movie Candyman, as it had uh, great 
score by Philip Glass. I'll tell you, the audio of that movie is on par with the creepiness of the actual film. Anyway, you can reach out to Griffin Newman on Twitter at Griff Lightning, G-R-I-F-F-L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G. David Sims at David L. Sims, which is D-A-V-I-D-L-S-I-M-S. show is produced by Ben Holsley at B-E-N-H-O-S-L-E-Y. Social media by Ang Faraguto, who can be reached at Magna Farta, that is M-A-G-N-A-F-A-R-T-A. And Paul Shearer can be reached at P-A-U-L-S-C-H-E-E-R. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, and their home site is on audioboom.com which is at audioboom.com forward slash channel forward slash B-L-A-N-K hyphen C-H-E-C-K. This episode of Succotash is sponsored in part by TrumPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry.com. And now a short reading from the ever-lengthening archive at TrumpPoetry.com. This one's from the 1st of October, 2018. Its number is 843. Of the money that Donald Trump had, how much of it came from his dad? Through fake corporations and sly tax evasions. There are some who might say fraud is bad. And from October 9th of 2018, number 835. Nikki Haley was put to the test, though true, she was never the best. Climate change, human rights, refugees, global plights? In her place, soon will be Kanye West. Ah, can you smell it, friends? Autumn is in the air, crisp and cool. The smell of wood smoke and the leaves turning and falling from the trees. In honor of the autumnal equinox, Henderson's Pants is pleased to introduce their new Autumn Leaf Behind Pants. Working with the fine folks at Monsanto and the latest in chlorophyll technology, Henderson's has created a pair of trousers that literally change themselves. From the moment you slide your legs into your new autumn leaf behind pants, they begin a subtle but discernible shift in color. They start out as a pair of rather dull, run-of-the-mill tan chinos, but within hours you'll be delighted as they become more brilliantly hued in a spectrum of breathtaking colors. Greens, reds, yellows, it's like your very own legs were taking a drive through the fall splendor of Vermont. You'll want to pay close attention to your autumn leaf behind pants because within days of activation, they begin to crinkle, crumple, and drop off in leaf-shaped patches onto the floor, which is why they're named as they are. The Henderson's leaf behind pants, once they'd fallen off completely, leaves you with nothing but your behind to show for it. <laughs> Originally designed for romantic country drives, Hayrides and Helga Klontz, the Amish stripper, Henderson's Autumn Leaf Behind Pants can be found inside corn mazes and haunted houses. That's Henderson's, maker of baggy drawers and granny panties since 1841. And now, back to Succotash. And we continue with more clips. Coming in at number four, Jordan Jesse Go by MaximumFun.org. Its description reads, What is the dumbest show you can imagine? This award-winning show may be dumber. It has no content, no format, yet it's going on ten years of delighting hundreds of thousands of people. It's been an iTunes editor's choice, and Rolling Stone picked it as one of the world's best comedy podcasts. It's light in the dark, comfort in the cold, and a penguin in the pants. Long story. Join host Jesse Thorne from NPR's Bullseye and Jordan Morris from Comedy Central's At Midnight, and a celebrity guest on a raucous, vulgar, and warm-hearted romp that will probably leave you a better person, and will certainly make you dumber. The clip is from episode 548, These Nuts Woof Woof with Ben Blacker, from September 11th, 2018. Its description reads, Writer and podcaster Ben Blacker joins Jordan and Jesse for a debate over what should be included in the holy trinity of dipping sauces, a rundown of Ben's ambitious weekend including a birthday party talent show, and a new mystery from Jordan concerning his jocular swimming coach. 
and the discovery of a very important note from Jesse's wife that could change his life forever. Plus, Ben has a new comic book called Hex Wives. This clip features a selection from the Birthday Party Talent Show section of the Soundcast episode. Last night, the, the night previous to this brunch, uh, I went to a birthday party, and it was a lot of fun, but it was very loud. Hmm. Uh, so it was a lot of yelling at people. DJ, who I was live to band, see. what are you yelling over? Uh, there was uh, canned music mm-hmm. uh, as well as a performance aspect okay. to, to this birthday party. Punch and Judy? That's <laughs> who the performance was by? Wait, was this some kind of birthday party talent show? A little bit, yeah. Wow, that this sounds is, uh, terrible. The birthday party for a friend who has a lot of talented friends himself, mm-hmm. uh, and had them. Uh, they all sang some songs. They had an incredible band. Um, it was a lot of fun. Wow, it was a lot of fun. That's some theater kid shit right there. It absolutely is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to a birthday party once, and on the invitation, they said that there would be a live yacht rock band, and I was not looking forward to this because no, that sounded like say. and i have a pretty high tolerance for theater kid shit but that sounded like a degree of theater kid shit that yeah. i could not could not handle yeah, yeah because of i think to me sure the worst part of yacht rock mm-hmm. is <laughs> the yacht rock the <laughs> the aspects not at all there's there's some yacht rock that i am perfectly i just interviewed boss gags the other oh, day oh so you you're all i'm in. a big boss gags fan <laughs> hollow notes i mean i tend towards the r&b sure. side mm-hmm. of the yacht rock Absolutely. but you know uh but like the fig leaf of irony worn during the appreciation of yacht yeah. rock makes me feel crazy I agree. i'm like just like it or don't like it yeah. i think it's all right yeah and i got in there and you know saw the band Captain hats on everybody, except for they had like uh, there were backup singers who were wearing like, you know, uh, you know, Navy, Naval, the boys are coming Mm -hmm. into port type outfits, which Mm is anachronistic. Yacht Rocks Mm -hmm. came of age in the 80s, right? Like the early 80s. I guess like nautical, though. I guess the every the 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 unifying theory was nautical. And to be clear. Yeah. Like, as much as I've just come out against any mm-hmm. veneer of irony when enjoying Yacht Rock, I do support the wearing of captain's hats. Sure. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm not a monster. These guys, these guys were doing it. And, you know. Were they all the captain? Though? I mean, that's my concern here. And so they were. You've got to have a bosun. <laughs> well, what was the hierarchy of this band? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, it was anarchy. As it was, I, uh, I didn't know who to report to. As I understand it, and I don't know if it's the same as, uh, like, yeah. a light R&B. I have a little more experience with mm-hmm. light R&B, but a band needs one captain mm-hmm. and one Tennille. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of captains, not a lot of Tennilles. Okay, it's not always the doing, way. Yeah, I know. I'm just a captain <laughs> looking for a Tennille. Uh-huh. Um, and I saw them, and they were rocking out. Jordan is... Uh, it, it, too many captains, not enough Tennilles, the <laughs> new politically appropriate version of the old saw. What uh, do I? Uh, you'll need to too many that chiefs, to me. not enough Indians would be the, oh, right. uh, oh, the now right. culturally inappropriate. Sure, yeah, I let's think. not let's let's kick that out. Yeah, if you feel like saying that. Too many captains. If your not grandpa says that, <laughs> yeah, tell him that he Goodbye. needs to yeah. replace it. Yeah, we don't say that anymore. So I started an eye roll mm-hmm. when I saw. I maybe started at the top, <laughs> and I'm I'm diagramming this for you guys. Started yeah. at the top, and it's going around. You're around three, right, four, six o'clock. Right about me looking at. My nose. Two o'clock. I was like, whoops, this rules. <laughs> this rules. It was great. It's what a such twist. great party music. And yes, it is being done by by boobs yeah. with a theater kid like enthusiasm. It fucking works for that. It was so great. I have I I I've, I enjoyed it so much based on how much I was dreading it, or the the dread to enjoyment uh, disparity was huge. Ben, you can back me up as the host of the writers panel, but I think what was magical about that story mm-hmm. was that eye roll gave it a ticking clock. It really did. Right, yeah. it really did. Thank that you. was Hitchcockian mm-hmm. the way that that unfolded. Oh, and uh, someone in the band also saved my cat. My cat <laughs> sure, had gotten out absolutely. And they got it for me. Well, it's yeah. a Hollywood party. Sure, yeah, exactly. It's a Hollywood party. You can find Jordan Morris on Twitter at J-O-R-D-A-N underscore M-O-R-R-I-S. Jesse Thorne at J-E-S-S-E-T-H-O-R-N. Ben Blacker at B-E-N-B-L-A-C-K-E-R. And Maximum Fun at M-A-X-F-U-N-H-Q. That's Max Fun H-Q. 
The show can be found on Stitcher, iTunes, and at thornmorris.libsyn.com. That's T-H-O-R-N-M-O-R-R-I-S dot L-I-B-S-Y-N dot C-O-M. And its main site is www.maximumfun.org forward slash shows forward slash Jordan hyphen Jesse hyphen go. Right? Right. And in the number five position tonight, you're making it worse by you're making it worse. Its description reads, although performing stand-up comedy was what initially united Elliot, Brent, and H. Allen over ten years ago, it's their openness and sense of humor about feeling totally lost and disconnected from the gay community that's truly bonded them. On YMIW, Elliot, Brent, and H. Allen get down and dirty, exploring the good, bad, and ugly tropes of contemporary gay life, often the stuff that no one, especially straight people, discuss for fear of being labeled homophobic. And in parentheses, it says, don't worry, they'll do that for you. Close parentheses. Each episode features a special guest, comedians, humorists, musicians, influencers, film-slash-TV writers, journalists, politicians, etc., as well as allies, enemies, and acquaintances from all background and professions, not just those in the public eye. And as white, urban-dwelling gay dudes in their 30s, Elliot, Brent, and H. Allen check their own privilege at the door, eager to instead explore what life looks like for those not afforded the same concessions. The clip is from the episode from August 2nd, 2018, with guest Mamrie Hart. The episode description reads, First, Brent, Elliot, and H. Allen wonder if saying the F-word, F-A-G, automatically makes a straight person homophobic, as actor Lakeith Stanfield did while, quote, rapping in character, unquote, and in parentheses it says, ugh, in a now-deleted Instagram video. Then, Renaissance woman Mamrie Hart, and in the parentheses, and her beloved lapdog Beans, close parentheses, talk BDE, big dick energy a specific type of confidence made famous by Ariana Grande's future ex-husband Pete Davidson. Is BDE real? And who has it? Obama? Rihanna? Beans? And finally, the guys talk about air conditioning, which dictates Elliot's life so much that he's even refused a free trip to Israel with H. Allen. It may be the promised land, but without central air, how great can it really be? We don't really talk about, like, celeb gossip on this show. However... Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande and her fiance Pete Davidson are having a whirlwind romance mm-hmm. that seems destined for failure. In my <laughs> yeah, sure. They're, they're engaged. They've been together for about a week, I guess, or a couple weeks. I mean, barely, like a couple. Yeah. I didn't know it existed till it was engaged. Right. Yeah. Same. It's, right. It's, it's it looks insane. It feels manic. It's crazy. It's just nuts. But people are going crazy about it because it's such a bizarre and and fast-paced relationship now people on twitter were you know there's there's been a lot of like uh, back and forth about why ariana would get with pete who some people say is like gangly and ugly even though i think he's very cute i think he's very cute very funny Mm -hmm. but that led to apparently a text uh, a tweet chain a subtweet uh in which ariana verified that (laughs) pete (laughs) That Pete did she Hall, verify though? That she said, yeah, she did. I mean, it's again, it's but, Twitter. But, yeah, but what, she verified that Pete Davidson has a ten-inch penis. Did specifically said <laughs> yes. the measurement. That seems biologically yes. impossible. I mean, I'm sure it, it could have. It's pro- clearly. I mean, I'm sure she didn't the, have a ruler in her exactly bedroom, right. Like she's she's also like, very tiny. Measured large. an object yeah. before he came into the room <laughs> right. and then lightly right. put it next right. to it. She's also very <laughs> tiny, so like yeah. objects may seem larger. You yeah, know? exactly. Ariana Pena. He's like six four, and she's like. Two, th- I mean, she's oh, tiny. Which she's is two, three. She's, two, three. Three. <laughs> she's almost as tall as beans. She but, lives in a teacup. No, it's yeah. very weird when people like that have sex. I often, whenever I see someone really big and really small, yeah. I always think, how does that go in there? The one that, that really fucked me. I know up. you're going to say Hayden Pattinson. Hayden Pattinson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that one. Wait, yeah. who? Hayden P- Nashville. Oh, Aiden yes. Pianetier. With that, with that soccer player she, No, he's like a Russian boxer. Yeah, boxer. He's full yeah. on like seven foot tall, but not just uh, tall, like built like... Massive. You know... He's like the Hulk. The guy... Yes, exactly. Yes. Don't they call that a spinner? Yeah, like a little... The dick oh, ornament? Oh, that's so dick ornament. Yeah. Wouldn't that hurt? That would pop your dick, though. Okay. Brent, Hayden Panettiere is literally like your type of woman that you said you were into when you were younger because she has yeah. a gymnast body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small oh, and yes, muscular. she does. Really? <laughs> she is. She's small and tight. I, yeah. I, used to, yeah. I used to say, I remember in, in elementary school during the Olympics in Atlanta. Oh, my goodness. I had a big crush on Dominique Mochiano. I knew it was coming. Yep. And I remember telling a friend of mine, 
uh, I was like, I think she's really attractive because her breasts are so small and muscular. <laughs> oh my Dominique Mochiano. And I remember my friend John was like, that's why I'm not into her. <laughs> you just watched The Devil Went Down to Georgia Routine <laughs> yeah. ten times in a row. Right. <laughs> so, okay, so on the internet, the, on the cut, they wrote about what the, one, what the, the writer, um, I think, coined the term BDE, big dick energy, mm-hmm. saying Pete has this big dick energy in which um, you know there, she wrote, he's, there, he, there's a certain gait, sort of like if you've got a massive dick swinging around, but also a twinkle in the eye. If you look right at that, confidence. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's the thing that makes people bogglingly attractive to others, like Pete Davidson. It also is reflected in the way others look at you. And there's this, been this picture circulating of Ariana, like, gazing at Pete while he's, like, you know, in a hoodie or whatever. She's also sucking on a blow pop. Exactly. Yeah, She's yeah. sucking yeah. on a blow pop. And her eyes are yeah. saucers. Yeah. So, my question is, is this real? I think it is. I agree. Well, well as someone who <laughs> as someone who considers himself lethargic and bitter, I wouldn't say that I have BDE, but I don't I don't I think it's bullshit. I don't know. I think it's just what previously that we'd say je ne sais quoi. And yeah. like, it's big dick energy. Like we're just putting yes, a yeah. phrase to it when before it was just that person is like confident and charming, yeah. but now we need to kind of relate it to a, a body part. Well, this, I think it might yeah. have to do with remember when it was going around like the Hamaconda? Yes. John oh, yes, Ham's John dick yeah. pics. Uh, and like wait, he, well, no, no, not, not his dick pics, but his bulges. not dick pics. It, he wore a lot of sweatpants uh, with, of without underwear. You know, like a PR agent was like, okay, so you got to go to the exactly. bank. Yeah, exactly. They don't wear underwear. Gotta Wait, who here watched The Leftovers? <laughs> oh, oh no. you mean that running scene? We all know the scene. Justin Theroux? Yeah. I think Justin Theroux has BDE if it oh, exists. Yeah. Well, did you see that scene in The Leftovers? No. The, for the running oh scene, right? Oh, my God. He's running in sweatpants, and, it, yeah. and it's like, he's been interviewed about it, and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. His, his penis is so large, it's bouncing in his pants and apparently became such a thing that they literally referenced it on the show yeah. like as a dark joke and the writers apparently blew up that frame and put it in the writer's room oh my because God. but but I agree he has BDE totally there's and, and the writer says it's a, it's an aura it's a vibe and that there are men with big dicks but they don't necessarily ooze BDE and, but, well I was going to say oh sorry oh no I was going to say but also I'm sure there's people who ooze BDE who don't have a big dick exactly. it's just their swagger you can reach Mamrie Hart on Twitter at Maintown M-A-M-E-T-O-W-N Elliot Glazer at Elliot Glazer E-L-I-O-T G-L-A-Z-E-R Brent Sullivan at Mr. Brent Sullivan M-R-B-R-E-N-T S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N H. Allen Scott at H-A-L-A-N-S-C-O-T-T The show at Y-M-I-W Podcast That is Y-M-I-W P-O-D-C-A-S-T show is hosted by Starburns Audio, which you can reach at S-T-A-R-B-U-R-N-S-A-U-D-I-O. And you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM. And its home site is starburns.audio forward slash podcast forward slash your hyphen making hyphen it hyphen worse. And finally tonight, Womp It Up by Earwolf and Jessica St. Clair, comma, Lennon Parham. Its description reads, Slather cream cheese all over your DiGiorno and get ready to get whomped, because everybody's favorite intern, Marissa Wampler, Jessica St. Clair, is throwing on the cans for her brand new school project, Womp It Up. Her teacher slash mentor slash co-host slash former sniper, Charlotte Listler, Lennon Parham, plus other special guest stars, get a front row seat to the madness of the Marina Del Rey lifestyle. Looking for the archives? All episodes older than six months can be found exclusively on Stitcher Premium ad-free. It's another one of those that's doing so well that it's on Stitcher Premium. Well done. This clip is from the episode listed as Live from Largo with Jason Mantzoukas, Matt Walsh, Brian Husky, and Lauren Lapkus from May 15, 2018. Its description reads, Recorded live from Largo at the Coronet in Los Angeles, Marissa and Listler, Jessica St. Clair and Lennon Parra, travel from Marina Del Rey to Hollywood to present another episode of their podcast project, Womp It Up. We're treated to appearances from Marissa's one-time flame Eric Gutterballs Gutterman, Jason Mantzoukas, close friend Bruce Almady, Matt Walsh, Marissa's stepdad, Seth Wampler, Brian Husky, and Marissa's rival, Tracy Reardon, Lauren Lapkus, as they find out how everybody's parents met and seek a promposal for Marissa. This clip features some additional biographical information about Marissa's stepdad, Seth Wampler. Thank how you. did you meet Mrs. Wampler? How did I meet Mrs. Wampler? Her mom. Conference. Medical conference. Yeah, we were at a medical conference. Oh. And, uh, They're both podiatrists. Love it first I, I, was, I was still a podiatrist at that time. 
and uh, she uh, she's given it before up. you were disbarred or whatever. I don't want it, that's no that did, it, that didn't happen. I just chose to. You shaved a woman's heel down till you hit much. an artery. Oh well, what I did is I shaved it to the point where she kept tipping over backwards. That's right. I took it's away most the of the heel. Cinderella syndrome. So yeah. she could fit into her Cinderella shoes. Syndrome. Yeah. Well, that's what it went. She wanted to have a smaller, she wanted tinier shoes. She had this pair of yeah. shoes she really liked. She had I, found a great pair of DSW that she just really wanted to, to fit into. And I am very sympathetic because I have weird shaped feet. My, my feet are shaped like a canoe paddles. They're very like wide. A, like a warmed up bear claw pastry. Is yeah, and it's like, like it's like a bird bone at the back and then just a wide <laughs> sort of just like wide fan at the yeah, front. Like Big Bird. Like yeah. what Big Bird has. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, but smaller, but proportional to my frame. At any rate, <clears throat> you two met at we, the conference. Yeah, we had some pretty passionate love making that first The first night you met? Yes. Wow. That's when, when love is true and they are game for weird stuff. <laughs> It, it really takes they off fast. They are game for weird stuff? Yep. What kind of weird Well, you've got to figure, you you've got to figure a podiatrist conference. Oh, you've got to know. At a medical conference, room. medical conference, there, everybody's gassed up. There's, what? Oh, yeah. Everybody's taking the drugs. They're surgering each other. It's crazy. Surgering each other? Yeah, they're clipping and snipping Wait, and jamming and pulling. Wait, is that why she pulling. came home with thinner ankles? Yep. Yep. That's why she... <laughs> That's why she kept falling over also. <laughs> I should, I, you know, to be fair, I should just stay away from the, sort of the back end and the, the support system. Yeah, you should stay away from the foot. Well, no, I'm great with the bottom of the foot, the toes, okay. and then a couple of the bones on the top. Okay, at any rate, they're very unhappy. Good... They're very unhappy oh. now. I'm sure they haven't I, had No, that's then. not true. We have Castaway in our life, and everything is working out better now. Uh, I'm sorry, Castaway. And, um, and, you know, having, having this new life uh, has brought us together. She's still on a retreat to learn to love Castaway, but apart from that, everything is... It's is... a retreat where she can't call us or FaceTime us right. or speak, although she's extremely active on social media. Yes, yes. And she has what's known as a uh, physical reigniting coach. So, Who is... <laughs> Named Tad. Named Tad. He is hairless. Yep. And seems to be just like a deep, deep, like a walnut shade. Yes. He, is, he looks like a delicious leather couch. That's right. Does that answer your question? That's, that's a wonderful image, all of that. Yeah. Is that the, like the your question. family, Bruce? Bruce is from a very normal family. Oh, wow. Midwestern. They love each Both other. Both my parents were met at a lumberjack camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. My dad, and you guys a, met my dad was a cook and my and mom was a lumberjack. And you guys met also at camp. Isn't that yeah, exciting? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, we did meet Are they camp. still in the lumberjack uh, industry? I'm sorry? Ja- are they still jacking? No, no. Don't That's what you say. Cool. They, that is yeah, the right terminology, say. jacking it. Yeah. They call it jacking it. Yeah, jacking it. <laughs> so he doesn't jacking know it. what that means. I'm going to go it's outside so and jack it. He's laughing, but he doesn't know. That's the thing. It's like being with but a... But that's the beauty, Mercy. What do you mean? Is that a bad thing? No, you can it's not teach a bad him what thing, jacking Bruce. it means. Just shut It means to cut trees. Up. It does. But it means some other stuff, too, which Marissa I'm is... jacking it Western style. No, I'm no, jacking no, no, it no, two-handed. No. Bruce, yeah. Bruce, no. I'm jacking it one-handed. Bruce, yeah. no. I'm jacking I'm that jacking wood. it with my feet. Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. sucking it and jacking no, it. No, 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 Bruce. Two-man jacking it. <laughs> what is sucking and jacking a, a log? Uh, if you have like a lollipop and you're cutting down a tree at the oh, same time. Got it, got it. Got it. How but, often are lumberjacks sucking on a lollipop while they're cutting down a tree that there's yeah. a whole phrase for it? A lot it. of them are quitting tobacco products. Yeah, so. It gives them focus. It gives them something to focus on. You can reach the show on Twitter at WompItUpPod. That's W-O-M-P-I-T-U-P-P-O-D. Lennon Parham on Twitter at L-E-N-N-O-N. P-A-R-H-A-M, Jessica St. Clair at J-E-S-S-I-C-A underscore S-T-C-L-A-I-R, Matt Walsh at Mr. Matt Walsh, it's M-R-M-A-T-T-W-A-L-S-H, Brian Husky at The Brian Husky, it's T-H-E-B-R-I-A-N-H-U-S-K-E-Y, Lauren Lapkus at L-A-U-R-E-N-L-A-P-K-U-S, and Jason Matsukas is not on Twitter. 
Womp It Up can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Art19. And its main site, as linked on iTunes, is www.earwolf.com forward slash show forward slash womp hyphen it hyphen up. Right? Right. Thus concludes this early autumn edition of Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast. In the words of Johnny Mercer, a winding country lane all russet brown, if you will, of selected sounds from folks all over the comedy scene taking time out from appearing on stage, uh, except in this case of that clip of Wap It Up, which was very much on stage. Literally, some might say if they were to be using the word literally in the correct fashion. Taking time out from appearing on stage, or writing, or making video content for YouTube, or perhaps their own website, to presumably sit with some other people have a conversation, record it, and post it on the internet. If you liked any of what you heard and it leads you to seek out any of the soundcasts featured on this program so that you can spend more of your time listening to people have these conversations, then my job has been done correctly. I may never know. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Until then, please visit www.tysonsainer.com to see links to some other projects I'm involved with, and please visit www.succotashshow.com for the archive and home site of Succotash the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. Be decent to each other, and whether or not you like bacon, could I possibly impose on your kindness the insist teensiest bit more and ask you to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Clips, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Donder, on Blitzen, on iHeartRadio, and on... <laughs> a laughable app. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TysonSainer at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our toll call number 818-921-7212 You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at itail.com slash you slash succotash Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, hosted by Tyson Saner. Our executive producer is Mark Hershon. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash. Goodbye. Goodbye.